Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Well, let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from The Housing Dilemma, who asks, am I the a-hole for not charging my son rent on a home he partially owns? My oldest son, 24, is not my wife's biological child has my child with my late wife. My late wife and I bought a three-bedroom house when we got married. When I remarried, my current wife moved into this house with me, and I never put her name on the deed. The house was only in my name. My wife and I ended up having several children and needing to move into a bigger house. When we bought our new home, she wanted me to sell the old one. I said no, that this home was something my late wife and I purchased with the hope of one day passing on to our son. I would make it a rental property instead. That was one of the biggest fights we ever had. She insisted we compromise, but I refused to do so. When my son graduated from college, I put his name on the deed to the house with mine, which was another fight, and I felt he was the appropriate inheritor to his mother's share. I didn't share any of the rental income with him though, as I was still paying all the taxes and insurance. At this point, the mortgage is paid off, I net over 2k a month from this house, which goes into the household budget. My son just got engaged and wants to move into the house after he marries his fiance. He suggested he pay half rent and eventually buy out my share of the house. I told my son I agreed to his plan of saving up to buy out my share, but instead of paying rent, he should just take over the taxes and insurance. We agreed to this. My wife is livid and says I'm a massive asshole for dramatically decreasing our household income without consulting her. She likened my decision to financial abuse. I suggested we downsize to a smaller house now that our oldest two kids are leaving the nest and we can rent out the larger one and be in the same situation as before, owning two homes and getting rental income from one. She called me a selfish prick and won't speak to me now. Am I the asshole? I kind of feel like not the a-hole on this one anyway. He's a joint owner, so surely you can't charge him rent anyway, as he equally owns the house. Maybe I'm missing something there. But Lithorian says not the a-hole. Your son's name is on the title. You have zero right to charge him any form of rent. He's an equal owner to you at this point. His paying the taxes and insurance is reasonable since he's using the home as a primary residence. But he's an equal owner and thus has equal right to use of the property. Frankly, he should have been getting half of the rental income as soon as his name was on the property. Payment for you for denying him use of what was now joint property. But what's done is done. Your wife is mad because the household is losing the rental income. But honestly, tough shit. It sure as hell isn't financial abuse. And I suspect she's just angry because you dared to give a shit about your son when he's not one of her children. Edit. For those talking about, oh no, you can't charge rent. Please look into what circumstances actually entitle one owner to charge another rent, then reread the post. 
Nowhere does the father say that the son is taking exclusive possession of the property. While he is moving in, nowhere does the father say, and he is banning me from entry or use of the property. In fact, the father stated that he voluntarily got another home and has just been renting out the first house. Without that forced exclusivity, things like occupational rent, paid for exclusive use rights when a person with an ownership interest is involuntarily barred from it, do not apply. Generally, the situations where one owner would need to pay another rent require a court order. They're not applicable for this exact situation. Max YT Pro says, not the a-hole, your wife is. She's trying to seize property from your son, even though he is the rightful inheritor. She wouldn't do this if it were her biological child. Needless to say, your wife just doesn't care for him. Also, you clearly stated that you already own a large house, and since your kids are moving out, you can move and rent out that house, which will probably bring in more profit. You're being reasonable while she is acting selfish. Significant career says not the a-hole. It's not your wife's house. It never was. She seems to have some misplaced entitlement. This isn't financial abuse, not even close. While I agree that couples should come to a mutual decision on financial matters, she should have stayed clear of this one. All of your reasoning for doing what you did was right and just. If anyone is being abusive, it's her. You can tell her that silence is an abusive form of manipulation. She sounds incredibly selfish, to be honest. Everything now says, I don't think you're the a-hole. It's your house. Always has been, and you can do with it whatever you want. Your wife likening this to financial abuse is borderline laughable. Yes, 2K is a lot of money to miss every month, but you suggested other compromises that would benefit all of you. Whereas it seems she's only thinking about herself. Is she working? Does she contribute to the household budget? From the info you provided so far, not the a-hole. Opie says she has a great job. We both make enough income from our employment to support our lifestyle. Everything then asks, what is she upset about then? That you're taking that chunk of income away or that you made a decision without her? If the latter, I think mildly a-holy to not have told her this is what you're going to do before talking to your son, but not enough to warrant an everyone sucks here. Opie responds and says, I think it's both. The 2K is, was obviously nice to have. Although our oldest kids are 19 and 18 now, and I think our expenses are soon to drop. Both are still living at home, but 19 plans to get a place with classmates next semester. And 18 is looking at universities, not within driving distance. We will not need this big house forever. And one more comment from West African Wanderer who says, I'm going to go against the grain and say you're the a-hole. Not because of what you've done to your wife, but because of what you've done to your son. Why marry someone who is so entitled and hostile to your son? She wants to appropriate her inheritance for her own gain and has zero care for him. Even the 2k a month profit, half of that should have been going to an account for your son from day one. The fact that you can't even get her to show basic care for your son, then why make her your wife? So then OP updates the post and says, thanks to everyone that shared their perspectives. Looking at outside points of view was enlightening. This house is very complicated for me. I bought this house with my first wife and for a long time, it represented the life not lived, a past that can't be reclaimed. Every room held memories that were a pitfall of emotion. One of the biggest fights I've ever had with my current wife was about repainting the toddler's room, which I had last repainted with my late wife. Moving out of that house probably saved my marriage. We got to start over in a home that was just ours. So while yes, the home is a financial asset, it's also a source of emotional turmoil. Each time I walk inside, I'm hit with a bittersweet feeling, as I remember something I did there with my late wife. Anyway, I took my son and his fiancée to dinner. 
I talked to them about the house and what it represents. They talked about their plans to start a family there, just like his mum and I did. That made me emotional. I said I wanted to go ahead and put the house in both their names, even though they weren't married yet. I've been thinking a lot about his mum lately, and I think this is what she would want. They aren't going to pay me anything, but they're insisting on paying all the fees associated with drawing up a new deed, which is fine. They don't want me to contribute anything financially to the wedding anymore. I agreed with these things, although I will still get them a gift. For a long time, that house has been full of strangers, but now my late wife's pictures will be on the walls again and her family will grow inside. I think she will like that. Deep down, I always thought of that house as hers, so this makes me happy. The conversation with my wife was a little more complicated when I told her I was giving them the houses, not having them buy me out, and I was going to do it before the wedding, she was really annoyed. She said it was a dumb decision and that I was taking a huge financial risk on someone not even related to me, my son's fiance. She asked what would I do if they broke up. We argued for a while, but she eventually said she was done talking about it, but that she was very disappointed in me. We've lived in our current house 16 years. It's a massive home that we don't really need anymore with one kid moved out and two on the verge of moving out. I think we should downsize from a six bedroom to a four bedroom, but I'm going to wait until she isn't mad anymore to suggest this again. With the way real estate market is gone, we could rent out the individual rooms in this house for close to three times what our mortgage payment on it is and live in a smaller, more manageable property. She may or may not go for this, it depends. Regardless, we're in a fine financial situation. I feel good about my decision. It isn't about the money. It's about honoring those who are gone. And I feel like I did that. And there was a lot of comments after this story about talking about putting the fiance on the house deed as well. How do you feel about that? Let me know your thoughts on this story down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story comes from Helpless Dad 2785 and asks, am I the a-hole for interrupting my son's date so he could pick up his little sister? I'm a single father, 43 male, to two children, Max 17 male and Lisa 8 female. I usually have Lisa in after school club so I'm able to pick her up after work. However, last evening I was given some work that had me working overtime. I did try my best to negotiate out of it but my manager told me that the assignment was to be completed by that night. So I just did. It was nearing towards 6pm and I just knew I wouldn't be able to make it to Lisa so I called Max and asked him to pick her up. He responded by saying that he couldn't because he was on a date with his girlfriend for their 6 month anniversary. I told him I understood but that I really needed him to get Lisa and that I'd make it up to him for interrupting. He just angrily turned off the phone and I thought that while he was mad he just decided to pick her up. 30 minutes later, I receive a call from Lisa's school on where I was because the school was close to closing down and no one was there. Luckily, one of Lisa's friend's mothers said they'd drop her off and that was all good. However, I don't really like it when Lisa goes with that particular friend. Not because of that friend, but because of the mother. She has this habit of asking math questions in the car that she knows Lisa isn't able to answer and then criticizes her over it. It's all just very mean. I called Max and asked him where he was and that he was in big trouble when he got home. He just told me he was busy and to leave him the hell alone. He came home at around 9pm. I told him he was grounded and that he was not allowed to use the car for a good three weeks. At that, he got all mad and said it wasn't his fault I was failing as a parent and unable to afford someone to collect Lisa. Just want some insight on this situation. 
Was I being too harsh and am I the a-hole for interrupting his date? Edit. This is the third time I've asked Max to pick up his sister in the span of a year and a half. Some people are asking why I didn't have a nanny. Money is tight. Max and Lisa's mother is not present in their lives and no, I did not think of socializing myself with the parents at Lisa's school. I'm at work most times, so I haven't found time outside of the yearly parent meetings. Please refrain from insulting my son. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Now, I feel like this is one of those ones where I'm going to get shot in the foot. And obviously, the biggest asshole in this situation is going to be his employer if they're not letting him go home to pick up his daughter. I can't think of anyone that I've been employed by that wouldn't let me go away and do that in any kind of emergency situation like that. And whilst I can understand the son's frustration, you know, you're out on a date, your six-month anniversary, you're hyped up, and then to have that spoiled, if you like, is got to be disappointing. But to be asked to go and pick up your sister, it is an exceptional circumstance. You said it happens three times in the year and a half. It's not very often, really, is it? When you know things are tight at home, when you know your dad's trying to work his ass off, when you know your dad's trying to do overtime and, and keep his job and all this other kind of stuff. And to also not confirm or deny that you're going to be doing it, maybe even given the slight impression that you were still going to do it. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get a bashing for this one, but <laughs> I know I would help in that situation. So, But Gonzo the Great says, okay, I'll take the bullet here. Not the a-hole. You're not failing as a parent. You had to work overtime, not out drinking or fucking off. Your son was in the wrong here for not helping, turning the phone off and calling you out for it. But you two need to talk this out and discuss expectations. You expect him to be a part of the contingency plan. There needs to be crystal clear on that. And what happens to car privies when he doesn't? And I think that comment does make a good point about being crystal clear on those contingency plans at the same time. I think that's a very good point. Who I want to know says dad was at work. He didn't deliberately ruin son's date. It was an exceptional work-related situation and he needed son to step up as a family member to pick up his sis. It seems dad does his best to let son be free with enrolling his daughter in all sorts of activities to keep her busy until he finishes work. Son could have stepped up this one. Not the a-hole dad and good thing you grounded your son for his entitled behavior. Cam says, so here's the thing. I get Max's response. Our kid is 19 and I was 16 once. I get it. I really do. But the OP made arrangements that were supposed to work and then something dropped on his lap. Whether we like it or not, this happens. When it happens, families ought to be a team. And in this case, the team needed Max to go out and get his sister. Again, Max is 16. Our kid has gone eight hours without returning texts, but 
These were simple things like you coming home for dinner or what have you, not I'm stuck at work, etc. Anyway, not the a-hole. Caught in a shit situation that could happen to any of us. Yeah. And final thought. The people who are like, oh, she had to be asked math questions, boo-hoo. Yeah, I fail every math class I've ever taken. Being quizzed on math by some random mum who then mocked my ability to answer the questions? I'm 53 now. I reckon that would drive me to drink and theoretically, I have coping skills. Sweet Mercy says, posts like this make me feel hopeless for us as a society and as a species. We get a lot of responses from people who haven't raised kids. Many still are kids. They haven't been taught responsibility and family. Asking your son to help on an unexpected situation is not, and should not be a problem. Your son's response is entitled and gross, honestly. While being disappointed at the interruption would be fine, even appropriate, hanging up on you is disrespectful, and refusing to help is selfish and disgusting. Like societies, family only works when everyone contributes. Your son using your car is a privilege, not a right. It's up to you to extend that privilege to him, or not. The hanging up on you and the disrespectful way he spoke to you is all on its own enough reason to, at the very least, suspend that privilege. You do not have to tolerate disrespect no matter how upset he was. Also, financial woes do not indicate how good or bad someone is at parenting, something your son is going to be painfully aware of very soon. If you give him money for allowance or anything, help him learn by suspending that privilege as well. This is a teachable moment. Let him see there are consequences for his choices. Please, I implore you to ignore the ridiculous comments that I hear characterizing asking for help as anything other than that. You should be able to ask your family for help, including your nearly grown son. Do not listen to anyone who says otherwise. There's a difference between asking for help in an unexpected pinch and forcing him to be a regular unpaid babysitter. Do not listen to the bullshit. You're not the a-hole, and I hope like hell you stick to your guns about the car privileges being suspended. His behavior was selfish and disrespectful, and he needs to experience consequences for that. Also, inform your employer that you have responsibilities at home that take precedence, and you require advance notice of any extra hours required or you won't be available. They cannot expect you to scramble to find childcare at the last possible moment. Corbet says you're the a-hole. Your child has friends whose parents you obviously know and trust to bring your child home. Punishing your son for refusing to leave his girlfriend on their anniversary to go pick up your child is an asshole move. Sure, his reaction was rude, but I'm guessing this is the pattern with you and you've parentified your son to the point where he's had enough and reacts this way. And finally, you're an asshole to yourself for failing to set boundaries with your workplace to ensure your responsibilities as a parent are met and you have a healthy work-life balance. Your career may be important, but it comes second to your family. If you died tomorrow, how many days do you think it would be until your job advertised your role? Prioritize the people that matter. Turgulator says, soft, you're the a-hole. Max is not a parent. Max never asked to be a parent. Max did not choose to have Lisa. You did. Max did not choose any of this. You did. And one more comment from Charming Dandy who says, you're the a-hole. Your son's phrasing of you being a failed parent tells me that he probably wasn't just referring to this instant of needing to pick up his sister. You're probably failing in other areas as well, especially since you work so much and money is tight. He probably feels neglected himself. Talk to your son about this. Ask him to be open and the other ways you are failing at so that you can maybe come to a compromise. But ask him only if you are truly willing to listen to what he has to say. So then OP kindly updates the post and says, Hello all, thank you very much for the comments left on my post. Spent a good hour going through threads and seeing what everyone had to say. Reading the comments made me realize that I had been quite soft with Max's upbringing, which made him feel comfortable speaking to me the way he did that night. I also have to admit that I have spoiled him. 
handing him everything he asks for. Probably because I don't want him to feel like he lacks all the things his peers have because he doesn't have his mother in his life. Not really the best reasoning. I had a discussion with Max about what happened a few days ago while Lisa was away. He did try his best to have his grounding removed and car privileges back, but I stayed firm and that kind of shocked him. He's used to getting his way, but he understood he was in the wrong. Max did get quite emotional during the conversation and apologized for his behavior. That night and before. He knew that while he was too late to fix his past mistakes, he's made sure to not repeat them. He even offered to pick Lisa up on days when he didn't have soccer trainings or plans. After many comments advising me to do so, I made an anonymous complaint to HR about my manager's tendency to bring up last-minute tasks. Apparently, a few other people in my department have also had this happen but were afraid of saying anything in fear of losing their jobs. From what HR has emailed us, it's currently being dealt with. I was embarrassingly unable to say anything to Lisa's friend's mother except for giving her a few dirty looks while she wasn't looking. There were many comments questioning what I would do in the case this happened again. And right now, it's Max. We've had a mutual agreement and he's understood that he needs to also help out in the family. The situation isn't ideal, but we're making it work. Once again, thank you all very much for the comments and advice given. I really like this update that the son took some time to reflect and, and came to dad and apologize. And they're coming up with a plan that they can move together forward as a family. And I got to tell you, there was a lot of comments on this one that didn't agree with the whole post saying that like you're overworked and you blamed your children and this is parentification. Others saying you're forcing your kids to parent them. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? As always, I would love to know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories you'll love, support and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And if you do like these stories, don't forget at the very end of the video, there'll be a couple of playlists there for you to click on. It will automatically scroll through all the videos for you. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.